you wished upon a star. Now we want you to share with us our latest and greatest dream. Disneyland. Hi, my name is Kevin Perger, and welcome back to the Defunct Land Podcast. Today I'm joined by two very special guests, Mitchell and Mark Musso. How are you two doing today? We're good. Doing pretty good. Doing I can't good, speak Kevin. for you. Yeah, how are you? I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. Kevin, I'm, how are you doing, though? That's what's important. Today. I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. Uh, more than anything, I'm really excited for our discussion today. I guess for the people that don't know who you are, Mitchell... Uh... Yeah, they better, they better know. No, I'm just kidding. Do you I... want to introduce yourself? Uh, no, yeah, you go for it. I like it. I'm, I'm enjoying you introducing me. It doesn't make me look like <laughs> such an ass. Or... Uh, um, okay, I'll, I'll try to take a shot at it. I've been actually thinking what would be the best way to introduce you, and I, and I think this is it. Um, so in the early 90s, we have this time in Disney history called the Disney Renaissance, where all of these huge animated classics are being released. Well, in the early 2000s, there was a similar time, but for Disney Channel, where there was all of these shows that were released, um, but it wasn't just for, you know, little kids. It was for pretty much the whole family. You have these really big hit family shows that now have spawned uh, star Hollywood stars. So these include, uh, so we have Zach and Cody, even Stevens, um, Lizzie McGuire, and, of course, Hannah Montana, which is arguably um, the most popular out of all of them. And the show, starring Miley Cyrus... Her best guy friend on the show was a character named Oliver Oaken, played by Mitchell Musso. So that is you. And this was not actually your first production on Disney. This, uh, you actually did a, a Disney Channel movie before this, right? Uh, called uh, Life is Rough. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's weird to think about. That was the first one. I guess, yeah, because that was just like... That was a one-off thing with, like, no plans yeah. for you to do anything afterwards, really. Yeah, it wasn't planned. I'm just so talented. They, they, <laughs> they needed me for something else. And at first, I thought you were going to say, like, most of my audience, like, is the renaissance with, uh, you know, older animation Disney. You know, we don't keep up with the shit that's out there now, like the Hannah Montana. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's where I thought you were going with it. So I was like, no, oh, all right. No. It's, it's funny, actually. When I found out that I had the potential of interviewing you, I would tell people, you know, I'm interviewing Mitchell Musso from Hannah Montana. And they immediately knew who you were. They knew what that was. Because this show was so big, and all these Disney Channel shows were so big, that even people of varying age ranges um, knew of them. Now, ask someone what's on Disney Channel today. I don't, I don't know. I don't think they could tell you. I got this, Kevin. I got this. You got the you got the hit classic dog with a blog. <laughs> is that is that still on? I have no idea. And you have the hit classic, um, the girl meets world one. <laughs> okay. I also don't okay, know but however, on. however, those are literally the only two I can name. <laughs> however, Phineas and Ferb's on. I'm on a show, Phineas and Ferb, which is animated, and that's on the channel. Hey. Uh, and and it's a pretty good show. It's probably one of my favorite things to shoot. And we just finished last year. Uh, the the la- the sixth season, so the last episode, uh, and we started a new show called Milo Murphy's Law, which is coming and or uh, has been seen on Disney Channel. Uh, it's not something that is live. It's it's also animation. Uh, it's a great show. It stars uh, Weird Al Yankovic as Milo. So, uh, it's the same creators and writers of Phineas and Ferb. 
and I was just shooting uh, an episode yesterday, which I just flew in, uh, and now I'm on this podcast. But those those two shows are great shows. Anything else, yeah, I, I couldn't even name it, and I'm on the channel, you know, <laughs> and I don't even know what else is out there. Uh, my prime was like, you know, even Stevens. That was my thing, or Kim yeah. Possible. Right. Uh, you know, Lizzie McGuire uh, and, the, and the movie. Both the, the McGuire movie? Yeah, both of those. And the Even Stevens movie, yeah. And the Even Stevens movie. Was the Even Stevens movie in theaters, though? I know Lizzie McGuire was. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because Holes. Holes. Holes was in theaters. And that's what matters. See, you know what? The thing is that now you can't make a movie like Holes because you're not Holes isn't gonna make a billion dollars. So Disney's not gonna make holes. What do you mean, Mark? The audiences don't have an attention span to watch a movie about holes. <laughs> that's that's exactly what I'm saying. I think they just have a different like concept in mind when they say, "Hey, this movie's called Holes." <laughs> Are you gonna go the see internet. the new movie Holes? Yeah, the I think they'd have problems with yeah. that. Yeah, you you're know gonna what? have to move that over to Touchstone Pictures. <laughs> I can't. That can't go under the Disney label. Good job, Disney. You did it. You finally did it. I think that they do a bunch of good stuff. You know, and it, and you're, it's true. You know, I. For some reason, it's just really hit or miss, you know, lately, I guess. And they're just on a different thing, you know. But growing up, I couldn't remember a day that I wasn't watching something on Disney. And this was, you know, uh, pre-Hannah. This was way before. Oh, yeah, yeah. Growing up in California, I, you know, watching Raven. And then I'm stuck on the Life is Rough set. And to me, Kyle Massey is like Brad Pitt, you know. And I'm playing... Uh, his best friend or vice versa and that was really cool at the time well yeah because we grew up without cable so like whenever we didn't really have cable early on so whenever we'd go like on vacations to florida or something our parents would get really mad at us because all we wanted to do was stay in the hotel room and watch disney channel and cartoon network and stuff because we were like what are these shows it was the be- it was a great era it was my favorite time for television, especially, you know, the kids' television. Yeah, yeah, like I said, it's the Disney Channel renaissance. All of these live-action hits just hit after hit after hit. Um, while Nickelodeon at that time, mm-hmm. they were having a lot of hits in animation. Now it's almost flipped, or at least Disney's killing it in animation, because Gravity Falls and Phineas and Ferb are two of the biggest animated series um, in a long time. Those have huge fan bases, and they're both on Disney Channel. Yeah, which is wild to think that that uh, Phineas has done more on a larger scale than SpongeBob. And that blows my mind because that was also when I was watching the Ravens and stuff, it was SpongeBob. I watched that every single day. Everybody knew what that was, you know? Everybody knew who that was. Uh, And they still do. You know, nowadays, that's like the... I was on Twitter the other day, and that's, that's still going. You know, the Patrick Starr memes. Oh, yeah. The SpongeBob the memes. The Krusty is... Krab memes. The Chum Bucket yeah. memes. They're still a phenomenon. SpongeBob and yet... is a meme, is a meme circus now. <laughs> which is like is in a good way. Massive, though. Don't want to steer the audience to SpongeBob, Mark. Remember. Oh, yeah. We, like, it's not, we don't want to give SpongeBob any promotion. That's <laughs> this right. is a Musso right. Productions only <laughs> podcast. That's right. That yeah. is right. Completely. Well, before we get into today's main discussion, uh, Mark, we should probably mention that you have been in multiple films, and you've starred alongside Mitchell in some of these. That is true. Um, I I was going to say when we were younger, but we did do a movie together in 2015, so I guess pretty recently as well. But we did a... I think think it was the first first movie that either of us did, wasn't it? Which one? Secondhand Lions. Yes. Yeah, so Secondhand Lions was the first movie that either one of us did, and we played brothers 
very poetic. But we played brothers in the movie, um, which is a good movie with Robert Duvall and Michael Caine, and it's about and Haley Joel Osment, of course, and it's about a lion or something. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember Anyways, liking it a lot. Yeah, so, but we, you know, I had met Emily because her brother Haley Joel Osment mm-hmm. was the star. So I had met Emily back then. And I think I was probably nine or nine, ten, maybe. Uh, and Jennifer, and, Jennifer Stone. And Jennifer Stone, there. that's right, who was on Wizards of Waverly. Uh, it's kind of strange how these small little circles came about. And then, I, I mean, I'm not kidding. Half of the kids, maybe more on Disney, are from Texas. Yeah, oh, you know, absolutely. Uh, is... They're... The, and even if you're not Texas, it's some sort of Southern, like Miley's from, you know, uh, Tennessee or yeah. anything South. They just like that style, I guess, uh, or that type of person. Or maybe it's more, uh, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It's just a different type of person. Well, it's like, I mean, a lot of them, I mean, Miley obviously grew up with um, Billy Ray Cyrus as her dad. So she had obviously seen fame and stuff a little bit but it was still like you're not hiring these people who are like like i'm gonna be famous and stuff you know it's not like it's not not to put down people who are on vine but it's not like those vine kids who are like i deserve to be famous because i said so i'm just saying <laughs> it's very interesting how this industry is so small yeah that we shoot our first movie uh and it happens to be emily's uh brother is the star, and then a couple years later, I'm on a television show with her for you know seven years. People like it's just Southern strange. Hospitality. Those things are strange. And then our sister in that movie is now on Wizard Wizards of Waverly Place with Selena, and Selena and I shot Walker Texas Ranger when we were like eleven. You know, it's just weird how all these people all come together uh, when we've we'd worked you know, together previously before Disney. So I just, I don't know. It's all very strange. And so did the Jonases. The Jonases are all from Texas. Yeah. All those, you know, a lot. I don't know. It's interesting to me. Well, isn't there like a saying, there's there's no jobs in Hollywood anymore. Well, it's because Mitchell Musso and Emily Osmond and all these child actors took them all. I, uh, it's, it's, it's so weird how that works. If you're going to blame someone, you got to blame Disney. They're the ones who like people a lot. And, you know, it's, it is really cool that they're like, Hey, you were on this thing that we did a while back. Well, we really, we really liked you on there, so come do this thing now. It's nice to just like, okay, thanks, guys, goodbye forever. So it is cool. It definitely is cool. They're, uh, they're far worse giant conglomerations to work for. Yeah. So, uh, so let's see. Um, what year was Life Is Rough? Uh, Life Is Rough. I guess what I was eleven. So that was like. Uh, 2000 and what, like, gosh, six, 2005, four, 2004. For Life is Rough? Yeah, how long? I feel like, I think I was, um, it, I think I was 12, It was 2005. 11 or 12. I just Googled it. Yeah, 2005. Yeah. See, I was close. Uh, so you filmed in 2004. Yeah, we filmed 2004, and then it came out in 2005. Uh, and, uh, that you know, no, I would have never thought that it would come to where I am and where I stand with Disney today. You know, I would have never thought that shooting that movie. You know, th- Disney's such an awesome company. They're they're definitely the coolest people to work for, uh, and I you know genuinely believe that. 
uh, we, I remember I just came off of Monster House, uh, this movie Monster oh, yeah. House, which was about this uh, house that comes, you know, to life uh, and these three kids uh, defeat, you know, take out the house. Yeah, that also had a huge fan um, base. <clears throat> It, 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 yeah, I mean, for sure. It's a big film, and it better be. It's, you know, it's a bunch of awesome <laughs> actors and great production and an amazing writers and animators, and it was cutting-edge technology at the time, you know? Yeah. Polar Express was the only ones to do a full film in motion capture prior to that. That was the first, you know, that was the very first horror, for sure, but uh, one of the first things that they put out... And I was a baby, and that Steven Spielberg, Robert Zemeckis, were on the you know Sony lot, uh, and I don't really realize any of this. The only thing that I noticed at the time was we had just me, me and my friend uh, Sam, who plays DJ, or not DJ, plays Chowder. I play DJ. Uh, we had just seen Napoleon Dynamite. And we are on set rehearsing prior to filming in the wetsuits and the reflectors. So uh, we basically rehearsed the whole movie before shooting it. Uh, and in walks John Heater. John Heater plays the pizza guy. Oh my God, me and Sam took him to the ground because <laughs> we were so excited. And we, you know, you have no filter at that age. You know, you see your favorite person, you run up to him. And the kids still do it today. You know, if you're a fan of somebody, you run straight up to them with your cameras out. And you're like, I love you so much. Some of them cry. Some of them scream. Some of them, you know, just want to be your friend. Some of them just want to uh, act cool and just say, you know, I'm one of the cool ones. And uh, that's how we were. We literally jumped on John uh, because we thought that was so cool. And my God, Steven Spielberg could have been in the corner like, hey, guys, come over here. And we would have been like, who is that? You know, like we don't get, you know, we didn't care about anything other than what was going on in our worlds. Which makes for, I'm sure, a good movie and good television and everything else when it's not about money, it's not about, you know, fame, uh, where you live, what you drive. It's all about uh, just being a regular kid that people uh, and and kids can relate to, you know, being relatable. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and I think that that's also what makes these shows and these types of uh, films or whatever production it is, uh, so authentic, you know, and good. And the new stuff, uh, you know, I'm assuming these kids just walk onto Disney because Disney was such at a high peak and still is and always will be. But once you're, once you're in that, you know, spotlight and you have all this social media because back then we didn't have phones you know we didn't play online we weren't on the facebook's and the instagrams uh being told oh my god you're the coolest person every single day of your life that'll get to a kid you know for us it was just oh my god napoleon dynamite's here and what are we are we going to in and out to go eat a burger tonight you know that's all that we cared about that's true. I mean, so it's just in, different with the with the shows these days. Yeah, because even in that time, and you're right, it wasn't even social media wasn't really a thing still, other than like you know very early MySpace. But MySpace wasn't for like fans at that point. It was just really for like your yeah, it was just friends. for your friends and to hook up with you know uh, friends and uh, make new friends. And sometimes your crush was on there, so you'd yeah. like them. Or... You didn't get that instant feedback that people do now. You didn't get like, hey, I just saw the episode, and here's exactly what ten definitely, million people think about definitely. it. Definitely, our generate. We had cord, you know, cords on our phones. 
You know, uh, even when we were filming uh, the first season of Hannah Montana, you know, it was still that kind of era. Era. They just came out with like the little Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, headset, Bluetooth was blowing up, and yeah. that was like a big deal, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that that's what made those shows so uh, authentic. Absolutely, and um, as a child actor, or I guess as any child, really, a big part of childhood in the United States for a lot of kids is thinking about or get it, being lucky enough to go to Disney World or Disneyland. Um, so had you been to one of the parks before you started working for Disney? Absolutely, we had been. Our family had taken us uh, prior to that. We have pictures when yeah. we were very. You I, know, was, when we I were, was too young to even remember it. When we but. were little, yeah, Mark was a baby. He was, you know, held walking through the parks. Uh, I vaguely remember uh, being there. Uh, my favorite character was always uh, Goofy, and I remember having my Goofy hat. Um, in a Disney Mickey Mouse shirt and everybody, you know, is decked to the nine, your whole family with uh, Mickey Mouse or any, some type of Disney wear. Um, and it's interesting because I still get that feeling when I go to, uh, Disney land or Disney world, you know, it really is this magical place. Yeah. And so as you went as just a guest before you started, you know, working for Disney and going for other reasons, what were some of the experiences or attractions or rides um, that really stood out to you? What were some of your favorite parts? Uh, I would say the uh, Mickey Mouse waffles, you know, going into that big cafe (laughs) and being able to eat. uh, For some reason, uh, waffles aren't as interesting to kids as when you put three together and make it Mickey Mouse. Uh, That was just something that, you know, it changed the waffle game for me <laughs> at that time. And I would think that that would be my favorite. And also, um, the first time you're riding uh, rides, you know, you're not tall enough to go to a Six Flags. Uh, you're riding the teacups and Dumbo, and uh, it's a small world. Uh, and everything looks, one, much bigger than it looks nowadays, you know, when you're a kid, even it looks big now, but back then it was like, this is a universe, you know? Uh, But I would think that that, the food and also the characters walking around, because I remember we'd have to stop every couple seconds when I would see a character that I wanted to take a picture with, with uh, Pluto or with Mickey or Minnie or, uh, I think that those were my favorite experiences at the parks. Yeah, and um, actually to go back to the conversation about you know new technology is that they can't do that anymore. They can't just have characters roaming anymore, at least at Disney World, because of all the phones. You know, before you'd have you know Goofy walk down the street and your mom with a disposable camera could take a picture of you, but now because everyone has a phone, it became such a hazard to have everyone run up to these characters. So it's much more difficult to do things like that. Yeah, yeah definitely. And there was a lot more of the buying uh, the photos. You know, we have the Disney printed. Uh, you ride Space Mountain and you get a print for, I don't even know what the prices were back then because I... Too much, probably. And I'm sure they were too much, but (laughs) I'm sure they were... Uh, have dropped significantly. You know what, though? At the time, they probably weren't too much, actually. Because now, whenever you see them put, like, any price on a photo, you're like, why would I... Well, nobody... I'm just saying that nobody buys those photos anymore because they have these phones. And I also think it kind of takes away from... uh, you know, the whole magic of the of Disney or uh, those kind of theme parks that you got before because I could go on Twitter or Instagram and see find some video 
of Peter Pan, you know, uh, hooking up with Tinkerbell behind the ride because somebody filmed it and it yeah. just ruined my yeah. whole park experience. <laughs> That's totally true. You know what yeah. I mean? Back then, you didn't get that. Or like you know? videos of all these characters. You'll taking see their some heads YouTube off. and say, "Oh my gosh, uh, P- Pluto at Disneyland drops bag of weed. He was uh, smoking behind the. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people get in trouble at these parks, and it's major news, and every kid sees it." Yeah, it's it's funny that you say that because in the theme park creators, the the circle of people I have, I get things passed around to me and just information of just as there was this and there was that and that was spot on to something that I was recently told happened. So you're not wrong. I'm sure, you know, and I'm just coming up with that. I'm blowing smoke. There's a ton of stuff that could happen. And it's just interesting. You know, you have all the information in the world at your fingertips these days. And back then, that was what it was. It was magical because you could just go off of these rumors or these stories. Uh, But now, you know, I feel like a lot of that, you know, how everything's right in front of you kind of ruins. Well, yeah. What Uh, I was going to say is like one of my favorite things at the parks used to be the hidden Mickeys everywhere. I like just searching for them, be like, oh, where are the hidden Mickeys? And like you'd buy, a, they'd even like have like a little book that kind of gave you hints on where yeah, to look. Yeah, now yeah. Now you definitely. literally type in. Um, right, and you know exactly <laughs> you where everything is, Peter and there's Pan a photo Mickeys. of them. Yeah, there's a photo of, of every spot, so it just ruined all of that. You know, the adventure behind it, you know, uh, the imagination of where, you know, the, the hunt, the thrill that I used to have. Uh, and, and I think that that's all that the kids have now. That's it. Yeah, well, I mean, along those lines, you now have also online all of the uh, the touring plans for the parks and the, how to do it. And, I mean, I respect the people that put on those sites, but the message boards uh, get a lot, of, um, a lot of different suggestions on what to do. And for a while, people were like, well, we're all going to go on Christmas because everyone will be at home with their families and it'll be fine. And then everyone on Christmas Day flooded the parks and now it's as a big joke is that everyone goes on christmas and says why is everybody here i thought no one was supposed to be here i thought that everyone should be home with their families i well that sounds crazy i think it's always been that way i can't imagine disney during christmas anytime anytime in december wouldn't be extremely busy well especially since they have since they theme everything to christmas around christmas time everyone wants to go during that time and that's another thing is that's why i still love to go because it's incredibly done and everything is so clean and perfect and uh it really puts you in another world but uh yeah you know when you take away the imagination part like so and so got busted for doing this at you know uh, the per- character, the person who plays this character, it kind of ruins that for me. Yeah. You know? Uh, well, it takes away the magic. That's kind of... Which is why they cycle them out, too, a lot. Of course. I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, the tour guides is a very different experience. Yeah. So uh, so let's go to After Life is Rough and before Hannah Montana. So when, when you're, you know, you get your Life is Rough contract, if I was in your position and I was about to, you know, work for Disney as a child actor, I'd be like, look... I get a gold pass to the parks. I get to go whenever I want. I mean, do you get any parks as a, as a kid to like go into the Disneyland or Disney World? Yes. I mean, in a sense. Uh, well, you didn't get... It's not like they gave you free passes for life or anything like that. They didn't even give you an annual pass. They gave you like a certain amount of tickets per year. Or yeah. Like but, and it really... It's... It's interesting how they do it. Because you know how big Disney is, right? So I'm sure that's one thing that anybody 
who has some sort of even affiliation, you know, nevertheless, like a place at a Disney company would not want, you know, everybody wants free passes. Everybody wants to go. Uh, and so they would give us a certain amount every year. But if I were to call up Disney, uh, I would say, hey, you know, I would love to go. I used my passes. I'm sure they would do something about that. Now, during the time of my contract, no, I didn't really think like that. You know, I didn't really put two and two together that Disney Channel and Disney, <laughs> right. the theme park, were the same thing or same people. You know, it was just they were different. Right. And so after Life is Rough and now you're into Hannah Montana, um, if there was ever a place for all of your fans of this extremely popular TV show to be at one time, it would probably be Disneyland or Disney World. Um, so if you wanted to go to a park and not for like a TV show or not for performing and you're just there just to have a day at the park, um, what was the procedure? How, how did you get in? Did you just go right in through the front gates and hope no one recognized you? Well, Mark, well, we just you, kinda... well, you couldn't. Yes and no, I guess, because like you couldn't walk right in because Disney. The reason why Disney gives like people who are famous tour guides is not because they're just like, well, we want to make sure that this person's happy. They give them tour guides so they don't cause a scene in their right, right. That would be block stuff and like mess up the interest. The main focus is nobody gets hurt, yeah, and no kid gets trampled on because. So and so's, you know, uh, from high school musicals here, you know, because yeah. back in that day, it was a, it was a phenomenon. The high school musicals, the Hannah Montana's, uh, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody, all of those uh, shows and movies. When they had us at the park, and these kids found out, I mean, they would break barriers. Yeah, no, to it was get bad. to them, you know, they they would do anything that they could. They they almost like destroyed half of Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, to get to and people. I they think that that was a down. that was a big deal for them. So, uh, as fun as it is to take a tour guide when you are that kind of person, and also not just Disney people, I'm sure massive stars. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, everybody right. go, goes does this, uh, but it's behind uh, the scenes kind of an experience. So you're not actually in the park. There's a whole underworld to Disney. Uh, and so you travel on golf carts and or a car and you get to the rides uh, behind it and you just kind of go up the back entrances where nobody is. Yeah, like how the employees Security do escorts you. Um, and uh, it's – I don't think – it's awesome. Don't get me wrong. It's incredible. But you do miss out on being in the park. You know, sometimes I would just want to go out there in the park and it was like that was more – that was not okay, you know? Right. So it completely changed to where we had to be behind the scenes. It wasn't even like, it wasn't like Disney would get mad at people for doing it. It was just like, you can't do this because you're going to get trampled. Problems are going to happen. There's yeah. There's going to be exits that are blocked. It's just like stuff like that that's like actually serious problems. <laughs> right. Like, it was, it was the, the only times that we really went out uh, was either if we had a restaurant or something booked for dinner uh, or uh, if we were performing, you know, some of us played concerts at Disneyland and Disney World, uh, and so we would go into the park for that. Uh, everything else was kind of behind backstage, underground uh, experience. Yeah, and I, I honestly thought I thought that I would be fine because I was like, no one knows who I am. This is gonna be great. You guys can do all that. I'm gonna go walk the parks for a second, and then like, it was me and Moises was another guy on Hannah Montana. It was me and his brother. 
uh, Mateo, we were just like hanging out, and then someone recognized us somehow. I don't really know how. And they were like, hey, aren't you guys the brothers of those people? And then before we knew it, there was a crowd and there was security who had to escort us back to like the restaurant that everyone was eating at. And it was even like that. I was like, why is this happening? But I understand Because the kids knew back then. It wasn't like, it was much cooler. You know, sure, you can just Google search anything these days, every search engine or platform uh, on social media. But it was, you know, the coolest thing that I can remember being a kid was knowing what other people didn't know what wasn't like mainstream if it was disney or if it wasn't disney if it was uh that was kind of like a i would consider punk rock not the like kind of uh not like musically punk rock but it was what the kids that's what you do as a kid you got all the uh you know things you know that adults don't know the hidden the the hidden stuff yeah the 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 scoop you got the scoop Mm -hmm. uh and I think that that's why, you know, it was kind of a word of mouth. Oh, their brothers are here. Oh, the sister's here. Oh, right. did you hear that that wasn't actually their real name? You know, oh, yeah. this was, was this fun. is their real name or something. Uh, I don't know. All, I, the rumor, all the rumors surrounding any of it was always... But always even right. the time, you know, just w- living in that kind of time was magical. Mm-hmm. Not just being at the parks, but just the whole, the whole thing. It was different. I mean, that's kind of what I mentioned to you on... Uh, on Twitter, Kevin is like just like weird, weird things that I never thought I would see. But not, and not, even at the age, I guess I hadn't been to Disney World enough or even fell in love with it enough to like appreciate. But it was stuff like we got to ride Space Mountain with the lights on. And yeah, that was interesting. It scared. It made me so scared of Space Mountain ever since then. Yes, thank you. I, I talk about this a lot, and I get made fun of, but Space Mountain is horrifying. Those bars are so close to you. They're so close. They are so close. And, like, it, we, we were with tour guides, and they were like, we've never done this before either. And then after we all wrote it, we went, we went, that was really cool, but those beams are really close. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want to go on there anymore. Well, also, you think just because it's Disney and it's been there forever that it's immediately safe, but it, this was built in 1974. It hasn't received that many updates. Are we sure it's really that safe? It is a, it is a great ride. It that is. one that one and Rock and Roller Coaster were my two uh, favorite rides. And when I heard the Hollywood Tower uh, was going away... Uh, For Guardians. Yeah, that... I mean, Guardians is awesome. That's great, but... You know, that's kind of sad. Well, at least it's still in Disney World. But for me, now, Kevin, I, I know that you, like, are kind of not so for putting Marvel rides in the parks, which I totally disagree with you about. But but other than that, I just don't know why they didn't build a new ride. Why take away Tower of Terror? Like, I don't understand. Well, I'd like to point out that I'm fine with Marvel rides in the parks as long as they don't replace something awesome. Sure, yeah. Well, it's like how they're building, right. they're building like Star Wars Land and they like had to take out a bunch of stuff. And I'm like, what? you have so much room. What are you doing? <laughs> right. I'll tell you what, too. Something that made it so different, you know, even before the being on Disney Channel, why those parks were so awesome was because when you... And why I didn't associate Disney Channel once getting that with Disney because you go there and you see, you know, Mickey Mouse and you see Goofy, you know, nowadays you you couldn't go up there and go see uh, Lizzie McGuire or Raven or even Stevens. You know, that wasn't a thing. Now the parks are, here's a whole Phineas and Ferb world. Here's the high school musical truck going by where they have everybody singing and they're the high school musical band and they're dancing in the streets. And so it's not, 
old Disney. It's not cartoon, you know, which is why I was fine with the Phineas and Ferb stuff. But my God, if some kid's walking around playing me at Disney World uh, as Oliver Oaken, you know, playing that character, I I wouldn't want to go see him. (laughs) But I mean, that's me. You know, it's just a little different than going and seeing this uh, costumed Mickey uh, Mouse. Yeah. You know, who lo- it's Mickey Mouse. It's literally Mickey Mouse. Um, because those kids are like, oh, my God, Zac Efron's here. That is literally Troy uh, from High School Musical. He's singing, and then they walk up, and they're like, you're not Zac Efron. <laughs> you know, who the hell, who are you? <laughs> you know, you're wearing a wig. And uh, it's just yeah, strange. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fine line to walk between really cool costumes and, like, characters you never thought you'd see right. in your life. And I think someone that's wearing what I mean. a Halloween costume. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a perfect example of this is actually the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disney California Adventure because outside sometimes you have the baby group puppet, which is really cool, and you have the big walk-around Groot, and those look awesome. And then next to them, you have this Chris Pratt knockoff Star-Lord you know, looking guy that isn't Chris Pratt, of course, and it's just he looks horrible, and he's just kind of right, standing there right. for pictures. It just it doesn't look good. See, see you can't win that's with something weird. that's live action. If, should, it's, yeah. if it's the princesses, Absolutely you can, because you get this beautiful girl who can dress up as uh, this animated Sleeping Beauty. And my God, you know, she really does look like Sleeping Beauty. Mm -hmm. But when you have, you know, these actors that are your favorites and you watch them every day and you know it's not Chris Pratt. You're like, this isn't my the person I want to see. No, I, uh, honey, do you want to go take a picture with him? No, I don't want to. Who the f- is that? You know, like you don't want to take a picture with him because he's not Chris Pratt. It feels like it feels so, like a Times Square. Kind exactly. Of I would think that also takes away a little bit. You know, for me it would. Oh, I would much rather see animatronics of Groot and Rocket. Oh, Raccoon. way cooler. Yeah, way cool. Even if they were puppets, that's, yeah, that like, makes more sense. Go for it. That sounds great because you because you're not going to see those those characters in real life. Right, you, you know. Really want to? You can go see backlot the premiere somewhere. The backlot at Universal. You see Jaws. My God, it's Jaws. You right. know, it's this animal tronic, this animatronic that comes out of the water, and it's Jaws. You know, um, so I think yeah, I would think two kids as well. That that takes away from it, unless you're just in it. You know, very young, and right, you, don't you don't know care, the yeah. difference. Uh, so and maybe that's what maybe that's who it's for. I mean, there's I guess there's an argument to be made that that sure I'm be sure there. I'm sure they do very well. But okay, so I haven't ridden. Have you ridden the Guardians of the Galaxy ride, Kevin? No, I have not. My I'm closer to Disney World, but I'm going to Anaheim this summer to ride it for the first time to give it my fair shot. All right. Ah, uh, Disney World, the wor- the park that's worse than Disneyland. Got it. Yeah, well, that's I'm great. not. I didn't choose the location that I live based on which park. Although I probably should have, considering what I do now. But although um. although they do have. <laughs> Uh, uh, Universal there, yeah, see, which that's is what I, I think say. is better than uh, than ours. Oh yeah, the Universal yes. for sure is way uh, better uh, than the uh, one. For for sure, well, yeah, you know? the, one in, the one in Hollywood you have to take six million escalators. To right, get there. right, 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 right. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But I mean, Wizarding World of Harry Potter is really cool. Other than that, the park is okay. Yeah, the Harry Potter world is was awesome. Even the Harry Potter world in Florida is way ba- better. I mean, you, you even get to take the train between the two parks, which is right. Just awesome. That is very cool, right? Yeah, there's just the one park in California. But yeah, but with the in Disneyland, I was wondering, like, is Chris Pratt? Is there footage of Chris Pratt in the Guardians of the Galaxy ride? Yes, and I and I talk about this a lot. But whenever you put celebrities as they are now into rides, especially in video form, you immediately 
put a date of expiration on that ride because I mean you it, it's weird to see them once they get old while they're still young. A good example of this is if you go to Universal in, in Florida, you'll go to see Men in Black Alien Attack, and at the very end, Will Smith from the 90s, early 2000s, will come out and say, great shooting, and you're like, why is Will Smith? I mean, I've, you've seen Will Smith in a thousand movies since then. It's just so yeah. uh, jarring to see that's him so young. Yeah, well, I was going to say that's even weirder that you go from real Chris Pratt to literally directly outside of the ride as not Chris <laughs> Pratt. And you're like, I just saw him yeah, five that, seconds and ago. That, yeah. Yeah, that doesn't make any it's it's not like doing the buzz light year thing what i'm you saying know, is got, we could obviously run disney world better yes us disney three should could. run disney world's uh, <laughs> management team we, we would be amazing honestly if yeah i i think that those are the few things too that i would take out yeah honestly i just take it out because it does you're right it puts a uh age on it you know mm-hmm. uh and i don't know i feel like that takes away what's the problem with tomorrowland I'm a big proponent of tearing Tomorrowland down to nothing and building it again. I don't like Tomorrowland. Well, because tomorrow always comes. Yeah, so. it just feels weird. I'm like, this is this feels like the past already. And like it wasn't built that long ago. Yeah. Just wait for the Tron ride. That'll reinvigorate that section of the park. Uh, we're getting a Tron ride in Florida. You know, Tron hasn't been out for years, but, you know, we're getting it, so... <laughs> They're just now doing that? Yeah, it feels weird. Didn't they have a Flynn Arcade when Tron Legacy came out? That huh. was great. Yep, then uh, it won't even be out for a couple years, so uh, we'll look forward to that. But I do have a couple other questions um, about your experiences in the parks. Um, in case anyone does not know by now, if you haven't been you know, viciously Googling everything Mitchell's done for the past 40 minutes, you also had a very healthy music career. Um, so did you ever um, perform in the parks? I did, yeah. I performed at both. I've performed at both. And on cruises. Uh, and on the cruise, yeah, yeah, and on the Disney cruise. Uh, a couple times on the cruise too. Well, let's start with the parks. Um, what was it like? What was that experience? How did it How did it work? Uh, well, uh, I guess it was very similar to any other uh, stage performance. But um, you kind of walk out, you know, from the back. So you're in the back lot, uh, and you have to physically walk out into the. Uh, inside the theme park you got to walk through it uh so there's tons of fans you know mob used they kind of cover you with security and then you walk up on the stage uh i'm sure they have a different stage at this point where you can just kind of pop out from the ground but at that time it wasn't like that uh and it was very similar to the say you go see the star wars show you know or when uh uh michael jackson's show you know, that's in Anaheim. Uh, uh, is it still there? I don't think the Michael so. Jackson show? Cap Leo is no longer there. Cap, yeah. Well, that's what, it, yeah, right. So it's similar to that. It's like uh, you have the stage uh, and all the kids are there. And that, I'm sure, is cool uh, for kids. Like I'm say- like I was saying, you know, back when I was young, if I would have gone up and gotten to see even Stevens or uh, Ren or Beans, you know, for the uh, at Disney, that would be cool. Let alone watching them perform, you know, uh, music that I all I listen to. It's on the channel. It's in my ear every day. You know, it's something that I bought at the store, and you also get to see the person. Uh, so it was. Uh, they're both somewhat similar experiences. One area is much freaking hotter than California but you know you know that's pretty much the only difference between uh the two uh performances and 
uh, sound quality, not very good. You'd be surprised. It's not, you know, an amphitheater. Yeah. It's not, they don't have all these giant, uh, su- you know, just massive uh, well, cause the, the stage amps you, and everything yeah. else. The stage you played at, was it a permanent stage or was it a temporary stage they put up? I think that it was a permanent stage, but it wasn't a stage built for... Uh, a rock venue right. or a rock yeah. concert. Uh, it wasn't built for like music, more for like talking. Right, like yeah. right. Or, or you know, a show. Right. You know. But like still, it wouldn't be necessarily for like, a, it's not for, it wasn't for like a concert. Definitely not a, right. for a concert. Um, so yeah, I mean, that was really the experience. And then you uh, walk out and some people, you'd either sign autographs for about an hour, 30 minutes to an hour. Uh, some kids paid more money, you know, you could get like a VIP, uh, ticket. So you went and saw me back at their green rooms. You, you got to go backstage, uh, and see the back lot for a second, uh, and get to say hi, uh, signing autographs. And then right afterwards, you know, I would run back into, not into the park, but I'd go ride rides, you know? Yeah, and I, oh, and I forgot to ask this earlier, but they probably take you the back way onto the rides, like through the exit, right? No, no, yeah, you're not standing in line. Yeah, usually loading onto the exit, depending on what the ride is and how like how it works, but usually it's loading onto the exit. It's really interesting, too, because you have all the parents and the kids standing there waiting in line. They've waited for an hour yeah. in the hot sun, you know, and they're standing there. It's finally their turn, and all the Disney kids come up, and they hold the ride. The, the doors don't open for people to come out, and everybody get, loads onto the ride, and all the kids are like, oh, Oh my God. Oh my God. That's everyone from Disney, you know, uh, that's so-and-so from this show, that show. Oh my God. They're freaking out. They're taking pictures. And by the fourth time we come around, uh, because they're like, you know, once you're done with the ride, they're like, Hey, do you guys want to go again? And we're like, yeah, we, you know, we're kids. We want to go again. And then, you know, by the fourth time this happens, the parents are fed up. They're like, are you (laughs) serious? We've seen these kids drive around four times. We've been waiting to ride the ride. And the kids are still like, you're my favorite. And they're still screaming, excited. So you would like do this with all the other stars. Oh, everybody's just, well, that was during the Disney channel games. I, I, that was uh, at Disney, uh, world. And I guess Disneyland too. I guess the both of them. Well, yeah. We did them at both. Yeah. Um, go back. I mean, there were definitely when, times in both parks where a lot of Disney Channel kids were there. At the same that time. was the massive, yeah, that was the big time was when they did the DC games. And every show was there to compete uh, and also just to do a bunch of promotion for all sorts of stuff for the channel. Uh, but we were all there together uh, at Disney World for uh, about a week. And a lot of it was filmed. Most of it was filmed. And then on days that we weren't filming, we could just go play at the park. And not only is it every kid, but every kid has their own tour guide. Right. And all every the tour guides kid. usually ride if the you know if who they're being mm. a tour guide to is nice to let them ride. But. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. And and you know at that time we stuck together. Yeah. You know because that was like our. I don't know how to explain that. That was like our you know uh, middle school, our high school. Right. You know yeah. that was our even though we weren't on the same show. We were around each other a lot because Disney does a really good job with that with kids on Disney Channel is they put them together a lot of the time, you know, which I think is good for one just to be social with kids who are also in your situation, you know, young actors on Disney. Um, uh, And and yeah, I mean, it was that was we all were together. So when we load onto these rides, you'd see all your favorite person you know you'd see some of the hannah montana cast some of the raven cast some of the high school musical cast you know the jonas brothers were there Allie and aj are there uh 
So it was a very interesting time. I mean, it was, you know, nowadays I'm sure you, that's not a thing. Yeah, well, I don't think they'd done DC games. Well, they yeah, time. they pulled the DC games after uh, we did it two years. Okay, I, th- I think I know what you're talking about. This is the, uh, I saw this online when I was researching. It's like the field day type activities. They had all the Disney Channel stars do, do right? Yeah. Right, right, yes. Were they fun? Did it feel like, oh, I'm going to work today? Or was this just like something really like fun to do with a bunch of people that you knew? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the games were planned. The, the, you know, what we were, how we were hanging out was not planned. The promos were planned. You right. know, when we say, hey, watch the Disney Channel games in 20 different languages. Yeah, there's a guy off the side telling us how to say it in Japanese and how to say it in, you know, what whatever it is. And uh, so, yeah, but as far as this just being the camaraderie and the chemistry and just being kids that's yeah not planned well also that's just fun those things were it definitely was not a cold day in florida every time you did the dc games either yeah definitely (laughs) not definitely not so there was a lot of makeup and hair as well off on the set is that what you mean no i was saying it it definitely still was it definitely still was work at the same time because i was able to sit in the well yeah i mean it is a full (laughs) production like i said there's hair there's makeup it was a long time you guys did it for a long time it wasn't like you just did one a day and you're like okay cool then we can go play the parks like you guys no it was for hours on in every day yeah sure but still as fun as like a field day would be where it's like it's super hot but you're like i don't care really because i'm in a bounce house so some of the kids would get uh annoyed with how long you'd be there yeah it'd be hot but for the majority of it yeah uh you know yeah it's 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 different than being inside a soundstage you know you're 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 inside a soundstage every day of your life shooting this show so you're at disney world with all the disney kids uh playing games uh that was one of my favorite experiences working with the channel well disney was the dc games for sure Disney famously does not like to have drama, which is a really good thing. So, like, they do a really good job of making sure that every all the kids are friends and they, you know, everyone like likes each other and there's not like drama going on. That way, whenever you are all together, you're like, oh, this is cool. So my friends here. Right, maybe for egos and stuff. Yeah, yeah I think it is important like, you know, to do that. They're really, uh, they're really not about any bad blood between people, which I, which is a really cool thing because I'm sure most companies would probably just not care at all. So yeah, well, be- I, they they definitely care for their kids for sure. Yeah, well, when you uh, when you said like all the kids would get on at the same time, that's I was picturing more of you be like on rock and roller coaster and you'd just be sitting there and some person would turn around and be like, "Are you Mitchell Musso?" and then boom, it would like launch you from zero to sixty. That's that's how I pictured it. But the everyone going at the same time is so much funnier, more interesting. <laughs> I can't even tell you that's happened before as well. I mean, we we've wanted to go to the parks uh, before and not have a tour guide, and while we were working and there. And they were like, you guys are not allowed to go to the Disney parks without your tour guide. Well, what do you think we want to do now? You know, because you're telling these kids that they can't do this. Yeah. So we're going to go do it, you know. And that was what was punk about living, you know, just yeah. being a kid. You just had a different type of energy to you. Nowadays, you know, being 26, if Disney tells me not to do something, I'm like, absolutely not. I will not do that. You know, but back then yeah. it was like, you know. Don't do this. And it was like, well, I'm definitely going to do that. What do you adults know? Yeah, you know. Getting out of here. What was the relationship between, you know, the adult producers and, and the kids? Was it just kind of a mutual understanding? Like, yes, we know your kids. Just please don't do this. Or was it like they were they were like, no, this is business. I mean, what was that relationship? Nothing Nothing we were doing was, you know, obscene or or, you know hurtful to people or the environment or anything you know it was just it was just wholesome kid fun 
Uh, and definitely the adults were very good about respecting. Uh, they gave the kids so much respect, which also made us grow up kind of fast, you know, because we're talking to adults all day, uh, very much on the same ground, no matter what they say behind our backs, you know, when we're not there, you know, when the kids, when the kids are around, I don't think I ever even heard a cuss word on set, like ever, literally ever. Again, they're very good. And that... Well, DC Games was live as well. So for most of it, you have a lot of kids... Around. Yeah, but I'm just talking in general. Well, yeah. Just yeah. for the games at the parks, uh, you know, uh, on set. Uh, th- those are the kind of people that they hire, you know. Uh, and that also, yeah, I mean, it makes you feel like one of the uh, one of the adults, you know. So you don't act out as much as most kids do, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, because they give you that respect and they give you that uh, privacy uh, and... You know, your parents are living it up. You know, their kid's on Disney, so they're not, you know, they're paying attention, but it's a little different than your kid getting a phone call from their teacher at school saying your kid was acted out today and went home and got a spanking or uh, got grounded from his iPad for three days. You know, it was just a different, (laughs) it was different. Yeah. Well, Disney has the benefit of most people who work there. Well, most people in the world want to work for Disney anyway. So once people are there, they're a great company. They're a great company. Yeah. So you mentioned earlier that you also performed on the Disney Cruise Line. You were also there. I mean, so in the parks, they could kind of hide you. You know, they could take you through the Utilidors. I can. They can sneak you around in different places. But on the cruise, I mean, you're with everyone always. How do you? How did that? How did that work? No. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. it was very much, if you go on this cruise at this specific time, some of your favorite Disney Channel stars will be on the cruise. It was very <laughs> much like that, you know? Yeah. Uh, and there were specific times during the cruise uh, that we had autograph signings or a show, you know? If you wanted to see the show, it was on Wednesday night at the top deck. Uh, come one, come all. Yeah. And so... You know, that it was like they were hiding yeah. us. Yeah, I was like, yeah, come go, come on, guys, it's cool, and you, no extra payment. So, what did you do during the day? Uh, yeah, I mean, what did we do? We just walked. We basically. Well, I, I mean, it was either the first, or the second one, but one of the two, my girlfriend's dad was working as Mitchell's sound engineer for the concert, so she was there. So me and her were doing our own thing. So I don't oh, really yeah. know what yeah, was going on. Yeah, I remember on. that. <laughs> but, I remember but that. so that was great for me because I was like, oh, this is awesome. We get to be on a cruise, and I'm like, I don't know, 15 at the time, yeah, or 14, and I'm like, I'm a girlfriend here. We're just gonna hang out on this cruise like we own it. But yeah, I didn't see fun. you much that cruise. No, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. No, I separated. I mean, right. what did you do, Mitchell? I mean, you couldn't just walk around, so. You know what? Uh, yeah, not ne- not really. You know, I think that one of the worst ideas you can do is put an eighteen-year-old Disney star on a cruise ship with his own <laughs> suite. Yeah, you know, and not to mention it's illegal. It is legal to drink in the Bahamas at eighteen. Yeah. So not a very smart move on their part. But it's, you know, at the same time, some of the kids are don't get down like that. You know, I was a very curious kid. So uh, I, you know, don't want to say I was like a big partier, but I was having fun on that cruise ship, you know. 
Uh, and uh, there were two separate times, and that was the second time. The first time I was a little bit younger, so it was a different. And we and I was hanging out with what? We just walked around the deck. Yeah. We got yeah. food. We stayed up late as can be. You know, some of the Disney kids are there, so you're hanging out with them. Uh, and I don't know. It was it, f- f- my experience was very different than the first time, my second experience, especially with some of these kids. Uh, who uh, they stopped doing the DC games. Some of these kids kind of, uh, we weren't as close. Does yeah. that make sense? Uh, so I had my best friend come with me uh, and we were together the whole time. Just me and my best friend. Because prior to that, doing anything with Disney, it was with the Disney kids. You know what I mean? Uh, we were all together as a collective. But uh, I don't know. Something just something happened at one point with Disney, and uh, I don't know, weren't yeah. as close. I mean, back then What'd it just it was such a family channel. Everyone knew, like I said earlier, everyone knew what it was. Oh, oh, you can feel it. You yeah. know, you could. I, I felt it getting different as soon as Wizards started, and then the Sunny with the Chance started, and everything yeah. changed. Well, because before that, you had you know. You had so weird and shows like that. Yeah, and you'd see you would never see anything like that on Disney Channel today. Yeah, because that show was kind of sure. scary <laughs> and like had weird things going on. And it would come out on like two in the morning at one point. You just like see this weird horror show in the Disney Channel. Yeah, not really the case anymore. And also, I mean, I'd like I'd like to just chalk it up to like being older and not like watching Disney Channel anymore and being like, well, I'm sure there's still super big shows that I don't know about, but I don't. I don't like see the merchandise in stores or anything. No, I so. legit don't know either. Yeah, so I don't. You know, think that so. is not me being an ass. Like I, I literally do not know those shows, and yeah. and it went beyond the park stuff, the D- DC games. I remember at one point, you know, we were two two seasons in, three seasons in of Hannah, and they were like, "Hey, Mitchell, there's this uh, part uh, that you can play where you dress up in this uh, rooster suit." It was called Hatching Pete, and they're like, you dressed up as this, and you're going to be in Utah for a month and a half filming, and it's this part, and you'd be great at it. And, you know, uh, it was starring me and then also another Disney kid. That was the kind of stuff they used to do. They'd put us together with a kid on another show who I watch, and uh, and that kind of kept us as a family in, in a weird way. You know, once those uh, original decoms they called them, kind of stopped uh, and the new shows came out, everything just felt different. I think they still technically happen, but I haven't heard of one for a long yeah, time. Yeah, I haven't heard of a decom because that was a big thing back when I was watching Disney Channel oh, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. You when Sweet Smart Life House. was out. And yeah, I thought those were... Really depressing one, True Colors, with, um, with Shia LaBeouf, actually. And, uh, and Ren, who plays a sister in... Even Stevens was them too, and it was like a, the the only the first and only decom drama. Dude, I remember the Cheetah Girls. You know, oh, like yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff was you know yeah. was exciting to watch on Disney. Cheetah Girls and High School Musical. High School Musical. I mean, massive. You know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's huge. It's 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 crazy how big that was. I mean, you ha- you ha- you have two Disney Channel movies, movies that were made for TV for this kids network and the third one goes in theaters and crushes it at the box office i mean when is that going to happen again in theaters <laughs> right right yeah no it would not happen. and same with hannah they did the same thing 
Hannah did like season after season, people loving the show, and then way later they're like, hey, let's put a movie in theaters, and my goodness, it did fantastic. I do not see a Dog with a Blog movie coming to theaters. Yeah, well, for sure. I mean, but still. But yeah, but the funny thing is their cartoons have a total chance of being theater movies. That's like what they're closest to now. Yeah, like, that would make more sense if they did a animated... We need that Phineas and Ferb movie with a strong Jeremy subplot, right? Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> they actually, they did. They they were working a... I love those, uh, that that whole group of people and the Dan and Swampy. Uh, they are so much fun to work with. And when my when the story's, you know, a lot about Jeremy and also the new Milo stuff, you know, when it's a lot about my character uh, and I get to just hang out there, man, that's some of my favorite work. You know, I would love to do a feature film on either one of them. And that is such a clever show. I mean, that is just a fantastic... Adults love that show. I mean, I love that show. It's it's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, brilliant people working on that. It still has that wholesome feel like we talk about. You know, it has... There's something that's just so organic about uh, that show. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, I have one more question, um, and it's very specific, so hopefully you have an answer to it. But what would be the craziest or most bizarre or I guess best experience that you've had um, while in the parks? I can give you mine. I was going to say, I feel like you would remember. Um, So it was Miley's birthday. Right. And her birthday was going to take place at the Magic Kingdom. Right. After it was closed. So Uh it closed and it was, I mean... I would say there's probably a lot of people there, probably hundreds of people. But when it's only like 300 people in Magic yes, Kingdom, yes, I remember that was so bad. It's completely empty, and all the lights are still on, all the rides are still on, and you're like, I've never seen this place empty before. Right. And it's a little scary. An empty theme park's always a little kind of creepy, but yeah. it's also like this is the most magical thing I've ever seen. It was. There's no one here. Insane. I mean, you'd walk into like a certain area of the park, and there was nobody. Nobody. Literally. Nobody. And yet people still manning the rides. Like, you want to ride? Right. All by yourself? No, no, yeah, like, no uh, lines, for sure. I mean, my, there's yeah. definitely no lines. You could jump on pirates over and over and over again, and there was nobody there. That was really cool. I mean, I they shut that park down. I can't terrifying that must be. It was terrifying. <laughs> yeah, that is, but that's what I'm saying. It is a little. You know, we were so adventurous at that time. It was like, who can go the furthest in the dark? You know, like, <laughs> running from... Yeah, it would be like, it'd be like you're riding pirates, and no one's riding with you. <laughs> that, that was okay. so cool if someone yeah. did it we'd all wait there for him to come back to see if he could if he would come back and like that was that was a really cool time and then my final final question would be to both of you is what is your favorite disney attraction and i guess i should ask is disney your favorite of the theme parks do you prefer universal do you prefer another theme park over it or is it disney mm. i have i have a i have a complicated answer to this i think that disney world and disneyland are like the best theme parks that have ever existed and probably will for a long time, if not ever. And they're like just there's a certain magic to them that's amazing. A lot of it has to do with the animatronics and less screens is always a plus for me. But if Universal does the Nintendo World they're planning on the same to the same degree that they've done Harry Potter, probably gonna have to go to Universal for the rest of my life. So I'm a really yeah. big Nintendo fan. So I, if I, that happens then I would think if they did, yeah, if they hit, if they have another smash hit like Harry Potter, uh, yeah, I mean that that would. I'm sure they they're by no means like have a problem, but I mean it would right. save them, like 
It would be the new Disney. Well, right, because one. I mean, it, it, well, they don't have a problem, but honestly, once they op- once Disney opens the Star Wars land, yeah, and then that's they're the, going to have a little bit of a problem. And then that's the deal is that they're about to do that. So Disney's always just one ahead, and they they are the original. You know, when it comes to uh, the theme park slash the happiest place on earth, man. You know, it's the best place to be. It's a good slogan. I would pick Disney World, Disneyland over any of them any day. Yeah. I'd still pick Disneyland, but I don't like California Adventure very much. But I'd still pick Disneyland. I like Disneyland more than the Magic Kingdom, and I don't... I like Hollywood Studios, I guess. I do, too. I like Disneyland, for sure, over Magic Kingdom. But I don't really care about Animal Kingdom or Epcot that much. Ooh, see, I like Animal Kingdom. (sighs) Yeah. Everest is great. I love Everest. I like Everest, for sure, yeah. That's great. Yeah, we, that's the one like one ride we rode over and over again until we got sick and stopped. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we definitely got sick too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this has sick. nothing to do with being biased about Disney in any way. You know, uh, even if there was no treatment and it was never that way, I've always felt that way. Oh, yeah. uh, as a kid, you know, you want to go to Disney. And it's always that same feeling of magic. And really, it fills that spot in your heart. You know, well, yeah, I mean, you wanted to fill. I'm moving back to California soon, and I don't get any special treatment at all for Disney or anything like that. And still, when I'm going there, my girlfriend's like, um, can we go to Disneyland and not Universal? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> nowadays, you know, th- yes. this was, uh, that was uh, years ago. You know, I have been to Disney World and Disneyland uh, without tour guides. Oh, yeah. You know? I've gone, and it's still the best place to go. It's my yeah. favorite place. It's the cleanest park. I mean, you know, they have that rule of like how they don't sell gum in their park and stuff like that. And it's like, it's just it's small things like that where you go into a theme park and there's no gum on the ground. It feels like you're really in like a different universe. Where you're like, how is this possible? How is this park so clean with all these people here? Yeah, that's that's true. It is a wonderful place. So back to the question: What is your favorite Disney ride? Um, clearly, it's the Bugs Life show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's tough to be a bug. I always thought that, and the show just proved uh, it. Uh, um, uh, you know what? I actually, I don't even know if I think it's that good. But I'm just such a big Roger Rabbit fan that I think I'm gonna have to go with Roger Rabbit in Disneyland. I just love Toontown, and it always makes me sad when I'm in Disney World and there's no Toontown. So. Um, even though it's definitely like a little spot for little, little kids, I still get a, I get a kick out of the Roger Rabbit ride. Just like how some people love the Alice in Wonderland ride because they love Alice in Wonderland. And when I'm riding it, I'm like, okay, this is fine, I guess. But I'm going to go with Roger Rabbit, even though it's not the most thrilling thing in the world. I enjoy it. But it's tough because I think my favorite ride is Rock and Roller Coaster. My favorite, my favorite spot is uh, staying at the Animal Kingdom Lodge, going on the balcony and seeing all the animals. So that's my favorite like spot to be. Yeah. And then uh, the castle. Being, I would think that that is the coolest looking. And then all the fireworks go off. And it's the most magical feeling in the world. Good answers all around. Um, well, Mark, Mitchell, thank you so much for being here today and giving me so much of your time. Thanks. Thanks for having thanks, me. Kevin. Appreciate it. And thank you to everyone that is listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Thank you for visiting Defunct Land. Defunct Land.